0: today we've got an awesome revenge story against dunkin donuts we'll get into that in a bit but first i had an idea to place a fart machine in the annoying class next door at community college it worked so for some reference i went to the local community college a few years back it was a pretty good education for the cost and the environment was fairly chill It wasn't always the easiest to make friends because of the lack of activities and involvement, but generally a good place. One fall I was enrolled in a history class, and the professor was just a funny dude. We'll call him Dr. Cool for the purpose of this post. Dr. Cool got on the good side of the class and was a pretty go-with-the-flow type guy. The one thing that we all agreed on was that the class next to us could get annoying. This next-door professor was always loud during his lessons, We'll call him Dr. Smith. His voice disrupted our class on multiple occasions throughout each session. So darn obnoxious. And worst of all, we could never escape it, as it started and ended at the same time as ours. One day, I hatched a brilliant idea. During the last week of class, place a fart machine in that class. Well, really a Bluetooth speaker and a fart app to get back at them for disrupting us the entire semester I met up with a couple of the students one day and discussed my plan unsure of how they would react turns out they were completely in on it so one day i unsuccessfully attempted to pull this off by bringing my own speaker however something didn't work i think the range was too long or something so the next time as classes are wrapping up we try again this one kid brings an expensive and loud portable speaker and we sneak in before class time and place it underneath the podium in the front of the room so no one would spot it. To keep the silence, because this wireless speaker, like most, makes a ding sound when connection is detected, he left it on and ran a silence track through YouTube. We were all set for action. As our class starts, we can barely contain ourselves because of the devious stunt we all knew was about to happen, We tell Dr. Cool and he is completely in on this. We decide to let one rip every time Dr. Smith makes the loud remarks we can hear so evidently through the walls. And so once he makes his existence known to the floor, our professor signals us that it's time. My classmate at the direction of Dr. Cool pressed this fart trigger on his phone and it was way louder than we thought. You could have heard that thing on the other end of the hall. Our class is nearly erupting into laughter and our professor tells us to keep quiet as best as we can. I'm honestly surprised that Dr. Smith never stopped with those loud remarks because of the pattern. He gets loud and a blast is heard in return. Additionally, he never came into our class to confront us. We do this probably 10-15 to more times throughout our day there. The app this kid picked was so realistic and diverse. You would have left that room wondering what the heck Dr. Smith was eating to have left such a thunderous gas in front of a room full of students. I'll say our school was pretty chill, but on one fateful day, we ruptured that mood with much deserved blasts that served as a legacy moment in time, a class that needed to hear what we thought of them. What a beautiful moment in my life. I'm just glad that nobody really got in trouble with this especially considering dr cool was in on it god forbid they find out that dr cool was like somehow involved in this and they get seriously penalized at this community college honestly it sounded like a great class and one of those classes that looking back on you miss dearly because the vibes were so good that said our next story is i gave my ex-fiance back the ring 10 years ago and he's still furious Recently I, 31-year-old female, celebrated my birthday. As I moved across the country a few years ago, my besties back home and I had a video party together, drinking some wine. It was a grand old time, and eventually talked turned nostalgic, and one of the gal pals brings up running into my ex-fiancé. We all reveled in the classic story, and one of them said to post here for giggles. So, to begin the saga, we need to turn the clock back a decade when I, 21 at the time, was dating and then engaged to X, 32-year-old male at the time. Hindsight, the age gap was the first red flag among many other flags he waved like an entire color guard in a high school band, like him making much more than me, but I, in welding school full-time and working two jobs, paid for everything. After six months of being engaged, I found out he was cheating with an ex of his. So, I naturally called it quits. In a petty move not related to the story, she ended up being my roommate for 3 years. Pretty cool chick who I'm still friends with. A few months pass, and when it's obvious I'm not coming back, X starts a rabid campaign to get his Amazon bought $190 ring back. Mind you, I'm still in school full time and working, so dropping the cheapo ring off was not at the top of my priorities. Eventually I got tired of the harassment, so I gave the ring back and then some. I sheared some half-inch thick steel plates, welded up a cube, dropped that ring in there and welded that puppy shut. If you shook the cube, you could hear a delightful tink 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 of it rattling inside. I dropped it in the mail and went on my merry way and haven't given it another thought until my birthday this month. According to Galpal, X still has the cube and has not been able to get the Amazon ring out. He's still mad as heck and likes to rant about the ordeal to this day. I regret nothing, and I'm filled with joy knowing I've been irritating him for 10 years now. I like that this guy accepted that inside that block was the ring because you can't even actually see inside of it. It's probably not worth it, but they'd have to probably go to some professional to like get it cut open. Our next story is McDonald's drive through One of those two-lane drive throughs Person ahead of me blocked the queues, waiting to see which of the two lines was advancing faster before picking their lane. If they just picked a lane at the start i'd wait to see who gets their order first they inch ahead a bit before i'm done and i'd wait to let them go but no they block both queues. cue me following the person ahead of me two inches to block the other person from getting to the booth the person at the payment window even thought their order was mine but oh well play stupid games and lose i wish i thought to pay and claim their order big mac with 10 piece chicken nuggets sounds good they could have my mcdoubles Next time. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they tried to follow me home, so I circled into a parking lot to get behind them, and watched them turn the other direction at the next light. Play stupid games twice, lose twice. I'm not gonna lie, am I wrong in saying that I feel like both of these people are just overly petty? Like it's just a McDonald's drive through Like although one person is totally being a jerk, like, is it really that much to just accept it and get past that? Our next story is Beware My Fruit Cannon. Hello fellow reddit creatures, thought it's time to share a fitting little adventure from my college days. The city I went to college in is known for the various types of trees that grow through the downtown and student housing area. While quite beautiful, the roots wreck sidewalks and occasionally the sidewalks and streets have to curve to avoid them. They get uneven and drop off unexpectedly and you definitely need to watch your step in places to avoid tripping or rolling an ankle. There are tons of tree varieties, with everything from big old redwoods to citrus trees. Keep this in mind. One fine weekday evening, my roommate Joe and I are strolling home after a lengthy afternoon of day drinking at one of the local bars. We're walking our happy butts along the sidewalk, when a group of five to six sorority sisters approach towards us on the same side. The sidewalk is wide enough for two people to pass, but has badly eroded as it swerves around some redwood tree roots. And drops off about a foot on our side it's quite uneven joe drops behind me from walking side by side to let the girls pass but do they go single file from their swarm to pass us of course not if they did we wouldn't have a story would we they bump us off the sidewalk there's a muttered move from within the group and i catch a dirty look from the pack leader joe and i stumble off to the side as they breeze by in a wash of sheen dresses and snootiness Now friends, I have no problem with frats or sororities. I do, however, have a problem with rude people, and the beer-fueled brain cells are buzzing. I reach down, grab a several-day-old slightly mushy lump of an orange on the ground, and in one motion launch it as high as I can back towards the gaggle of galloping sorority sisters. I'm a pretty normal dude, but it was like Roger Clemens himself tickled my arm at that moment. It was majestic. My fruit bomb of justice apexes at the tops of the redwood trees like it was shot out of a cannon, hangs with the clouds for a moment, and begins falling. I didn't intend to hit them, I just wanted to explode it in front of them. They were a good 50 yards away by that point. But no, they screwed around, they gonna find out. And I badly misjudged the speed of a group of girls late for an event. The orange descends from on high and catches one of the group on the back of the shoulder and neck area and explodes like a grenade of pulp and stale orange juice. Screams are heard Oh my god, my outfit is ruined! What the? etc., etc. Sorority girl noises and consternation. They turn around. Joe looks at me. Run. We take off the other way, sprinting like Usain Bolt in the 100 meter into the middle of the street, laughing like hyenas all the way until we got home. Now, folks, was my fruit bomb of justice really needed? Probably not. But don't be rude and force me off the sidewalk. Hope she enjoyed the party with her new perfume fragrance, Fume de Orange. Definitely very much on the petty side of things. But not gonna lie if a bunch of group of people walked by not only were like not willing to move to the side but said move rudely while a lot of us probably wouldn't throw it i'm sure a lot of us would love to think about throwing a rotten orange at them our next story is petty video game revenge on ceo that laid me off i worked as technical support for a company in the tech industry the job didn't pay super well but i enjoyed my coworkers and the atmosphere of the company One of the things which made the company great for me was that there was a culture of playing video games on lunch breaks, or during times scheduled by the CEO to do so. One game was a team shooter akin to Counter-Strike. The CEO absolutely loved playing the game and didn't take well to losing. If he got sniped, he would sometimes rage quit. Well, all good things must come to an end, I guess. The company wasn't doing good enough for the stakeholders and they had to let people go. I was one of those caught up in the layoffs. My manager was great and supported me and the others let go, and invited us to continue to play games with those who were left. I did once or twice because I missed the team. One of these games, I was excited that the CEO was on the other team, and I would get a chance to go against him and get some video game satisfaction. Except when I joined, my team was down a lot, and he switched teams to my team to balance it out. Once he was in our voice channel, he sounded really excited to see me and asked how I was doing. I team killed him and then he left the game. People over profit. Well, they were definitely fortunate enough to play on a server where friendly fire was toggled on. Honestly, there's not quite too many things that make somebody rage, like team killing another person in Counter-Strike. It's a pretty good way to get a teammate to flip out on you. Or rage quit. Our next story is, I may be silent struck with grief but your taste buds won't be happy either. So this is petty on a minute scale, but still fun in my eyes. It was also a group effort. When my grandpa passed, we all took it very hard. We wanted to grieve in peace and not see anyone. We didn't post any obituary or tell anyone, just who needed to know. So that was like five people. But word got out because of a nosy neighbor. So when the news was spread, everywhere privacy went out the window people were showing up to my grandma's, in and out and whatever. Well, a family member of my grandma's came over while we were eating. He sits down and started talking. It's extremely clear that none of us are in the mood. He zeroes in on me, looks at me and says, what's wrong, cat got your tongue? I'm pretty sure my entire eye went red because I was seeing red and was ready to jump and beat him. I just stared, my eyes going back and forth, surveying everyone's face in the room like a grandfather clock. I just walked away. While I was in the kitchen, my dad and boyfriend came to me. I was getting some iced tea. There was a sweetened and unsweetened. My dad was like, should we offer a stupid, nosy, unwanted family member a drink? What should I give him? I was just kidding when I said unsweetened. My dad was like, that's a good idea. Nobody likes unsweetened. No one we know at least. And that's what we gave him. Myself and my boyfriend got a glass and the tea and gave my dad everything he needed to make it a gross cup of tea. I was really happy to watch him drink warm unsweetened tea and make cat faces with every sip. He left shortly after. So although OP says this is a petty revenge, there's a lot of people out there, maybe at least not in the America, but there are a lot of people who do drink warm unsweetened tea. I mean to be fair if i had to choose i would almost definitely choose sweetened but nowadays i try to avoid almost any drink that has sugar in it the one thing i hate the most as far as daily diet goes i hate drinking calories our next story is guy lied about his credentials online i contacted the departments he allegedly studied at and they all said they didn't know him a guy i got into a row with on a facebook group lied about his credentials online when he felt threatened by me and started spewing nonsense about how I'm probably not a graduate of the school that's written both on my Facebook and my professional page. Prior to this, he was very rude, crass, and disrespectful to people that call him out on his BS. Instead of defending himself properly, he'll result to his childish insults and personally attacking you when he has nothing else to back up his claims. He claims to be a religious educator, yet his actions show anything but religious. Anyway, he made the mistake of... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. Cool fact! A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytime pod. Giving out his ID number and degree at school A, where a close friend of mine graduated, and his program that he was currently taking in school B, where I graduated and is close with the program secretary, when we were having a row. A quick Google search also connected me to his LinkedIn, where he has indeed listed both schools down but it is very inconsistent with the entry and graduation dates he gave me. I let it slide for a day after the argument simmered down, but this morning, I noticed he took a very obvious jab at me at the same Facebook group we bickered at. It was written in our language, but it roughly translated to, there's this one person here in the comment section that allegedly graduated from a prestigious university, but her personality is trash. As a naturally petty person, I obviously did not let it slide. First course of action. I messaged the department in School B he was supposedly taking his master's degree in, reported him by giving them what happened, the screenshots of just how rude, crass, and disrespectful he is. I also gave them his full name, which I sleuthed on my own, the year he supposedly entered the school, and the program he was taking. The answer from the program secretary? I'm Mr. or Mrs. Good afternoon. Mr. V is not a so-and-so student. Thank you for raising this concern. We'll look into this matter. Satisfaction. Second course of action. I messaged the department he supposedly finished his bachelor's from in School A. I gave them his full name, alleged ID number, the bachelor's degree he allegedly finished from this school, the years he was allegedly active from this school, as well as the same screenshots. The answer from the dean himself, I don't know him and he had never been my student. Satisfaction. I'm biting for the right time to show these messages from the two departments for when he acts up again so he could finally shut up. But darn the satisfaction was real. Furthermore, when I changed my picture to a picture of me and my toga, which is very distinct because my university toga has a logo on the left breast part, he also changed his picture to him posing at a public place in my university, where literally everyone could go without a problem since it was a catholic church. And you can go there anytime, as long as it's daylight to pray or reflect. Sorry this got so long, I really needed a space to share my petty revenge. I need to know the fallout of this, though. Like, did OP expose this guy to all the places that they're trying to allege this information from? I need to know what happens to this guy once the cat's out of the bag. This next story is English Lit Teacher's fetish for Shakespeare came back to bite her in the butt. This happened back in the late 90s during my senior year in high school. My English literature teacher, Mrs. H, had this absolute fixation on Shakespeare for some reason. During the whole year, we didn't learn anything about any other English authors or poets or... anything, really. Some people complained, but she had been there for so long the school couldn't really do anything. I even saw her pick in the faculty section of my mother's yearbook from the same school with the same Victorian-era hairdo. Also she disliked kids and was bat poop crazy. Me having longer hair and a goatee, I thought goatees were cool, stupid kid, meant she hated me. On the other hand, I was slightly gifted with either natural intelligence or just super lucky. I never had to study and just knew how to absorb the right info and ACE tests. I abused this and never did homework and just used quizzes and tests to pass classes. Out of all of her classes, I was her nemesis it seemed. She reformatted her grading system to make sure I failed if I didn't turn in all homework assignments or get a lot of extra credit. This is where the gears in my brain shifted into high gear. Unbeknownst to her, I had been on the school's stage crew since my freshman year. Anything that happened in the auditorium, assemblies, talent shows, and even after-school rentals, we did that. We ran the lights, sound, and coordinated everything on stage. During that time, and with my stage crew teacher's help, I had developed some moderate skills at designing and setting up lighting plans, and he helped me get work outside of school. One of such jobs was a local troupe performing Much Ado About Nothing at the local amphitheater. Opening night arrived, and me and my friend were just hanging out in the booth when his eyes bugged out while looking at the people coming in. Is that Mrs. H? I looked, and sure as crap it was her. Up to this point, I still hadn't figured out how to fight back, but now it was as clear as could be. Next day at school, start of class, I raised my hand and mentioned that I had a Shakespeare show playing at The Amp and could we get 20 points extra credit if we turned in a program with a production member's signature? She loved the idea of more people getting into her Shakespeare fetish and immediately said yes, absolutely. I whipped a program out of my folder, circled my name and signed next to it, walked up and set it on her desk. I still feel fear when I remember the look in her eyes, but to her credit, I turned a program for all three nights and she gave me 20 points for each, which was just enough to make sure I got my diploma. I don't know if she did it because she stuck to her word, or if she finally found a worthy nemesis. Most likely is that she just never wanted to see me again. I love the idea of OP handing this pamphlet to them and saying, listen, you either give me this extra credit or I'm gonna flunk the year and you're getting another year of this. And the teacher just being like, okay, here's your extra credit. Our next story is evict me lol my fiance and i rent a house from her mother if my fiance does anything her mother doesn't like for instance going out of town for a night for a date her mother threatens to kick us out you know those abysmal people who suck the joy out of everyone who they see is having fun yeah she's one of those Long story short, the last straw was when she withheld my fiancé's medicine for her chronic and life-threatening illness until rent was given to her. This was days before rent was even due. When my fiancé started getting angry, she called her a little girl and wouldn't tell her where her medicine was. She also said she'll evict us over that. After receiving the medicine, I started planning petty revenge. I learned that not only is the house my fiancé and I are living in right now in her ex-husband's name, but so is her house. Very soon she will see exactly how my fiancé and I feel right now because she has an eviction notice on the way. My fiancé has approved all of this. Also it's important to note her father is willing to do a rent to own with us. Terms being the houses get transferred into my fiancé's name, which makes this post all the sweeter. We've told the hospital to hold her medication there no matter what. And you guys are right, I probably should have just called the police. My thought was, stay quiet until I can inflict the most suffering possible. Update already? Her mother is now texting her, claiming the house has three showings tomorrow. The doors have number entry locks, so I have a strong feeling those will be locked tomorrow. Unless you guys think it would be better to let them look at the home, only to be ghosted by her mother because it's not even her home. Opinions? This is gonna get spicy earlier than we thought. Update, Guys, this is getting nuts. She just came over with two prospective buyers walking in the unlocked door with her. She told them that a licensed plumber and electrician installed the plumbing. My fiance couldn't hold her tongue. Why are you lying? The potential buyers looked stunned. Told her and them to get the freak out of the house because we didn't have proper notice. She called me a smart butt and I told her to shut the freak up and she left. She'll be back after the potential buyers see the other home. Update, she came over asking for me by name. You don't live here, get out. I say I have receipts and bank statements that say otherwise. She says you're so disrespectful, this isn't your house. I again said, I'm going to sit my butt right in this house until you give me an official eviction notice with a date on it. Now get the freak out. Honestly, at some point, when does OP call the cops because it sounds to me like they've got some kind of agreement with the person who owns the house and not with this person who tries to stake any kind of claim to them who honestly had no real right to take any rent from them. This next story is cherry-picking work? How's that working out for you? My team works on a first-in, first-out workflow, doing the oldest work first. One of my teammates seems to cherry-pick work by looking to see if there's notes on another system to indicate the issues are easy before assigning them to herself. Since the work doesn't cycle in by-date order, it's easy for management to overlook this. However, as a team member who seems to get all the crap issues, it's easy to see the pattern. So this week, I started putting notes in the other system to make them look easy and since that's what lazy member looks for, she took a huge amount of work for herself. Then I went into the other system and wiped out my notes like they were never there. Cue the whining about how difficult her week is. She can't give anything back because the SharePoint stamps the date, time, and ID of the person who modified an issue so everyone would know what's going on. And she can't complain about the disappearing notes since there's no way to prove they were ever there and you aren't supposed to be looking at them before assigning your work. Being so extremely petty, I'll not touch any of the notes for the next few weeks, and once she goes back to her old habit, I'll just do it again. What I love the most about this revenge is the highlight that they cannot out themselves for what they've been doing because it would expose their lazy habits. You love that although they're whining with it and you gotta put up with the whining, they have to sit there and suffer with no way to correct the revenge that was had against them. Our next story is, I penalize Dunkin Donuts for wasting my time. The Dunkin Donuts nearest me is a crap hole. Anywhere I go, I always try to order ahead for convenience, and this location makes it anything but convenient. Without fail, for mobile orders, they'll prepare the drink and completely ignore the donut order. Doesn't matter whether I'm picking up inside or in the drive-thru. At the drive-thru it's easier because they can't serve the next person until I leave, so I can just wait there and request the donut I paid for. But when picking up inside, you have to get in the line of people placing orders. So when I have to do that, I always tell them I ordered both a donut and a muffin. The $2 muffin is the penalty you pay for denying me the $1 donut I ordered and paid for wasting my time standing in line behind five-plus orders. Screw you, Duncan. I'm so glad I read this story because it highlighted a question I had the other day. In terms of etiquette, in a situation like this where you call your order ahead or you order online, if you get to the store, let's say Dunkin' Donuts, and you find there's five, six, seven people waiting in the line, are you able to just bypass that line, go to the front and say, sorry, I'm just picking up my order? Or do you have to wait in that 5-6-7 person line and wait for them to place all their orders before you can just pick up your order? Our next story is Stupid Action Figure I work with a woman, a very attractive woman, who gets hit on all the time. She may look cute and beautiful, but this woman is anything but a pushover. Her experiences dealing with disrespectful men have allowed her to hone her retorts to a new clear level at times. One of our employees an older lecherous man who had made sexist comments to her in the past once said to her how's your day going doll she shot back not too bad action figure it went right over his head even though others nearby understood the reference and were laughing and he said something about being glad to hear that a stupid action figure was her response to him she then shortened it to stupid af which could have other meanings but in the context of her dialogue was perfectly acceptable, and he became known as Stupid AF among the other employees when they would talk about him. Note, she referenced the controversy about calling the G.I. Joe doll an action figure so that boys wouldn't have to say they played with dolls. I just don't understand how people have the confidence to be that much of a jerk. Like, I don't think I'd ever be able to look another human in the face and be like... What's happening, doll, or how's your day going, doll? Like I just can't imagine being comfortable enough to catcall another person. It's just so sleazy and disgusting. And like I have the knowledge to know it's not going to work or lead to anything. I mean just about unless you look like Brad Pitt or something. Our next story is I, female 28, got my ex-friend fired from her, female 28, job. My friend was applying for a job and asked if I'd be a fake reference for her. I said yes and gave her a glowing reference and she ended up getting the job. A week ago she cancelled last minute on a trip and demanded we give her a refund out of our pockets. We ignored her messages and went on the trip and when we got back she kept harassing us. I kindly explained to her that it was not refundable and it's unfair for her to ask us to pay for it when we weren't the reason she couldn't make it. She lied and told us it was a 5-day internal work conference. I was patient and nice about it and at 11pm yesterday she sent me a nasty text telling me how much of a horrible person I was. I blocked her and contacted the HR rep that took my reference that I was an acquaintance and I've never worked with her nor that company. She ended up getting let go from that job. I mean it's petty, but somebody like that who honestly screws you over isn't much of a friend and I'm guessing their friendship wasn't that close. I'm surprised that they were somebody that OP was willing to give a fake reference for, but also willing to just blow up over this situation. But I guess when it comes to having to pay hundreds of dollars for somebody else because they just cancelled on you, it's a very easy thing to just blow up a friendship over. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today